Hey everybody, my animal here. I know it's snowy and rainy outside today in the DFW Metroplex, but we're going to heat your day up with a little prospect talk as we talk about those next seven guys on our next 20 list. Join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys. This is your boy Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. You want to find me on socials? You can find me at Kevin Lee Frazier. That's F R A Z I E R. That's Instagram and Twitter. And I will save my uh, Facebook bit and just leave it alone today and pass the mic over to my co host, IKA Bull, the king of TikTok, from what I'm, what I'm hearing on the Facebook. Brother, tell them where they can find you on socials and tell them how you're doing today. Well, I'm, uh, I'm doing good. It's uh, another. Another day closer to spring training, mm. and uh, so we're, I'm doing good. We're gonna we're gonna do another day's worth of the uh, prospects today, and uh, get ready for that that uh, next twenty list on Friday. Um, uh, but uh, that's not why we're doing this segment right here. That's yeah. not why we're doing that. We're doing that so I can tell people. But they can find me at Manimal Bull on Twitter, at Manimal Three Hundred on Instagram. Okay. And I wouldn't say that I'm a king of TikTok at all. <laughs> that sounds like something that Kevin would have made up to say at the beginning of the show. It doesn't sound like something that I would say at all. I don't actually really know how to be a king of TikTok, but I do have a TikTok. It's at Bull Pro with the with the handle Manimal, okay. and then I also have a Facebook page mm. that uh, is probably the the best way for you to find out what's going on in my life. Because mm. if I'm going to post, it's probably going to be on there, or and if I'm going to post about baseball, it's going to be on Twitter, mm. and uh, if I'm going to make a video about the Texas Rangers with the boys, it's going to probably be on Instagram and, and TikTok. Okay. Well, hey, you know, interestingly enough, the only place you can find our podcast right now is on Spotify. Uh, that is by intention so that we are in one place and we're not scattered all over. Not that that's a bad thing if anybody else wants to do it that way. But right now we're just exclusively on Spotify. We're, we're enjoying ourselves over here. We've got a nice little place nestled out over here, having a good time and uh, really just glad for everybody that follows. And we've got a, a little bit of, uh, before we jump into our next 20 prospects list, uh, for the day or who who's on there not in not in any specific order except for alphabetical order we right. do have a little uh baseball mlb baseball news something quick uh the red sox have replaced xander bogars um and also we have a new hall of fame inductee uh well Bull, why don't you tell us both yeah talk about a little bit um, about both um yeah Al- aldoberto mondesi um, was traded today from the Royals to the Red Sox to play some shortstop there. I want to say that's uh, Raul Mondesi's kid, right? Yeah. Alberto, don't call me Raul yeah, Mondesi. Don't call me Raul, yes. Uh, um, but I, uh, the the Red Sox needed something at short. Good move for them to get something over there. He's kind of got that legacy name. Maybe he'll be, maybe he'll be something special and. Boston, and if not, they've got Trevor Story on his way back at some point this year. Yeah, and then uh, 
Um, I guess the Baseball Writers Association of America has uh, mm-hmm. has voted in one person today to the Hall of Fame, and that one person mm-hmm. is uh, third baseman Scott Rowland, who, mm-hmm. I mean, you've heard me say that, uh, you know, I think he's fringe at best, but mm-hmm. maybe because of that time frame and where he is, you know, uh, it. I don't know that. I think that helps to relate that back to the Texas Rangers. I think that uh, Scott Rowland getting into the Hall of Fame this year helps Adrian Beltre be a first ballot Hall of Famer because people aren't picking between Scott Rowland and Adrian Beltre. They can pick just Adrian Beltre and his 3,000 hits. Mm hmm. 477 yeah. home runs. I think Beltre is the first ballot Hall of Fame. Uh, oh, if yeah. not, he if not, he'll definitely be in at some point. But we'll we'll just see. I mean, you know, baseball writers they don't see Beltre in the same light that we saw him. He also has that uh, um, little blip with the uh, Mitchell report. The, the Mitchell, that, yeah, Mitchell yeah. It didn't seem to hurt uh, David Ortiz. So maybe it won't hurt Adrian Beltre either. Um, hopefully those Seattle years don't kill him too much either. Might be a little East Coast bias going on there. He did play in Texas. You know how much uh, they hate the maybe, maybe they loved him when he was in Boston, right? Let's, let's hope. Let's hope. He played on all – he played on both coasts and he played in the in the South too. So he, he was all over the place. And, you know, just uh, not, not to open up a can of worms at all, and I don't think we will, but – you know, maybe a topic for an off day that we, uh, you know, if we have nothing to talk about, like the Goldilocks balls. Is um, the case for Adrian Beltre's Hall of Fame? Well, just more about who's not on this Hall of Fame ballot and who's not in the Hall of Fame right now. And a lot of names that uh, of guys that are significantly better than Scott Rowland. Yeah, if you uh, want, still still sitting on their hands, you know. Well, yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, some guys, some of those guys are off now, and I think. Um, was this the last year for Jeff Kent? Jeff Kent, so. who, what a weird, who, what a weird guy to get left out. Thought, yeah, I, I thought he was the best second baseman at his time. Now, I guess it, I guess people are judging him by uh, the fact that he had a lot of good things happen to him by hitting behind Barry Bonds. But I mean, it's not his fault where he plays. You know, I mean, that's the reason you play in those spots. That's the reason why. Jeff Kent goes to San Francisco is because he can hit behind Barry Bonds and he gets an opportunity to create a bunch of runs and drive runs in and score runs and all the things that, you know, people are looking for as a, a you know, a guy that you spend a lot of money on. So I, well, I as, as we can see, definitely. Let's not get too that, far into it. Right. Right. This yeah. is not a show about people. We can yeah, well, be in the Hall of Fame, Todd maybe, maybe too. Maybe. I, yeah, maybe maybe it can be uh, on a, on an off day when we don't have a whole lot to talk about. But today we do have a lo- whole lot to talk about. I got off next... on a tangent. Sorry, Kevin. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, and I sorry. said not to open up a can of worms because it will. You did. You totally opened up a, a whole can of like I was I was ready to go. I know. Well, I can see that. But that's can... and that's good. It's good. That means that we've got some content if we ever need it. But today we got some really exciting. Uh, some players to talk about on this next 20 prospect list for, list for the Texas Rangers. And I want to start off with someone who's a guy with a, with a strong name. Well, it's definitely, a strong name. 
It's he definitely, definitely a, a legacy name. name for sure. Strong name. Strong and, uh, name. That's going to be a, a guy six foot two, 200 pounds yeah. outfielder, just acquired. Uh, played played at the. It looks like he's going to be playing in the Dominican Summer League or just played in the Dominican Summer League. No, this Pablo. year will be his. This, okay, this year will be his Dominican Summer League uh, first year. Pablo Guerrero, son of Vladimir Guerrero. And I'm not going to say that I think that Pablo Guerrero is um, – I said I had a wild card yesterday mm-hmm. um, because we got an extra prospect, just one extra one that we to play with because we're doing the next 20 instead of 19 and talking about Maximo Acosta again. Uh, right. So forget that. We're going to add Pablo Guerrero to our, our, uh, our number 41 – He's going to be that guy for me. And uh, okay. I think that he's going to probably, by the summertime when we see him play some, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. see him somewhere around uh, that area, maybe in the 30s somewhere, depending on okay. how he does at the uh, summer league. And he's going to probably be a 16, 17-year-old playing on that uh, number one team. And, uh, you know, he'll be getting ready to come over and play at the Complex next year at uh, 17, 18, and start getting ready to send him out. And we'll just see. I mean, if he dominates the Dominican Summer League, um, you, you may see him at the Complex this year. I'm not 100% sure on that. I would be more um, more surprised if, if it was him and not Sebastian Walcott that made that move. But I'm putting him on my list just because I want to talk about him as much as possible because his dad's Vladimir Guerrero. Yeah, and he's got a strong name. I just want to say that one more time. Strong name. Uh, that so was Pablo two Guerrero. more times. Three more yeah, times. Pa- <laughs> four more. Four more times. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, spoiler alert: that he he apparently is coming in at number forty-one. So next guy on the list, six foot tall, two hundred five pounds, second baseman, um, is slotted. It looks like to uh, play at Double A this year. And that is a gentleman by the name of Trevor Hauer. Hover. 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 H A U V E R. Okay. That's what I meant. That's 110% what I meant. Trevor. I, I figured it was. Yeah. Trevor Hover. Uh, and again, six foot, 205, second base slash outfielder. Uh, 24 years old. Let's talk about him. Yeah, he's he's getting to that. Uh, he was a Arizona State guy. He uh, um, played, I think, three years there. So um, drafted in 2020 by the Yankees. Um, in 2021, <laughs> when the Yankees were trying to get better, they sent him to Texas in the Joey Gallo trade, which I don't know if that helped the Yankees get better, but it definitely helped the Rangers uh sure up that prospect some of those prospects and start seeing some of the uh, return last year already um but uh, hover like i said arizona state guy drafted in the third round so he's uh you know inside the top hundred in the in the draft he's uh he's got decent power um pretty good power actually i mean he's gonna probably hit between 20 25 home <laughs> runs a season um in a full season uh, and probably that'll start this year at double A. But he got uh, 88 plate appearances last year in double A. He spent most of his time at Hickory. And he's probably going to play 
most of his time this year at uh, at uh, Frisco, and he might get a little. He might get a move late in the year to Round Rock, but uh, for the most part, he's a he's a middle infielder, outfielder. I think he can play all three outfield positions, and he can play second base, third base, and shortstop. Um, so he's another one of those guys that you know you like having around because he can play a lot of positions and. And, uh, you know, he's, he's one of those, you know, he's a guy that he gets on base. He, uh, he got on at a four, he, he hit 200 last year at the, uh, Arizona fall league, but he got on at a 400, uh, um, 400 clip and he slugged at a 400 clip. So he had an 800 ops at the, uh, even, even not hitting the ball well, you know, I mean, for average, but, but getting on base and, and slugging a little bit. So he's one of those guys, I think, uh, you know, he's just got to find himself and, and slug a little bit more. Um, but he's going to be a guy. He's an on-base guy. He can get on base. He's one of those guys like, uh, you know, maybe not to the extent of Aaron Zavala or Zavala, but, uh, you know, he's he's definitely a guy that's going to get on base. And, you know, he's a guy that the Rangers like because I think he's one of those dudes that, uh, you know, he understood at an, early, at an early age that you get on base. And the higher your on-base percentage is, the, the, the more time you're going to play. And the higher, you know, the more you get on base, the more you're going to score runs and create runs. And, you know, that's what baseball looks for now. They're not looking for those guys that drive in runs. They're looking for those guys that create runs. Not that driving in runs is a bad thing. Driving in right. runs is a great thing. And I think that's where guys like, you know, when, when guys are fighting over the old stats and the new stats – it's not that mm-hmm. RBIs isn't a great stat, and you'd love to have a guy that drives in a hundred RBI, uh, drives in a hundred runs every year, because you know, and especially a guy that hits 50, 60, 70 points higher with runners in scoring position, because you know that guy is a he's a he's a run producer in that way, and guys that get on base and score runs, you want that too. So I think Trevor Haver, I think the idea that he gets on base and he slugs is is you know what baseball likes right now, and uh, he's got the he's got a little bit of that and he can play a lot of positions and I think he's uh you know he's he's going to end up translating into a pretty good major leaguer at some point and it may not be here but somewhere well and and I I you brought up Joey Gallo and just an interesting prospect because he has a lot in common in terms of just on the stat sheet with Joey Gallo just has a as a pedestrian batting average but doesn't slug quite as much but guy he, he slugs he and he hit. gets on base, yeah. He gets on base. He doesn't he slug. A lot. I don't think he, he slugs as much as no, uh, no. as Gallo, but yeah, I mean he's a he's definitely a guy that somewhere he's going to play big league baseball. Yeah, and he does have, and I think he, I think he has a little more upside and power than he's probably showed just on the stat sheet, um, just because it looks like he does get a lot of extra base hits in relation to just how many hits he gets in general. But looks like a guy that's going to be valuable. Yeah, I think so. In some form or fashion to somebody in the major leagues at some point because, again, we've we've gone up and down this roster and haven't seen too many guys with a consistent 400 on base percentage. You brought up only really one other guy, and he's well, you know, and, and probably the other one of our guys. favorites. Yeah, and the other guys that uh, that are kind of that way are the Morabel and Gutierrez, and we've already talked. Mm-hmm. We've gushed about them for every every opportunity that we can, you know. Yeah. Well, um, the next guy on the list, uh, I'm kind of excited. Sorry to jump out there. If, if you're ready, I'm ready. Yeah, go um, on, go on. Yeah. The next guy on the list, six foot two, uh, 190 pounds, 
um, 20, uh, 22 years old, a pitcher, uh, left-handed, uh, looks like, you know, left, a lefty, uh, looks like he played uh, football at Alabama and, uh, you know, foot, Anthony Hoopy Hungavailoa, uh, yeah. a guy we were really excited on the international signings, uh, a two-sport guy. Um, you know, really excited. Hopefully, hopefully the concussion problems are behind that him. is um, uh, absolutely not right at all. Um, I don't know how to, I don't know how to tell you that, but that is sorry about that. not sorry, correct. I got off. I, I kind of got confused with the name. Okay, it is sorry about that. It is Anthony Hoopy Chuio Natoa, oh. and he is not a left handed pitcher, right? Oh. He okay. is a right-handed pitcher. I saw from, 6'2", 190. That was a, you know, that we talked about him a little bit last week because he has such a cool name. Um, he was number two last week on our list of players that uh, have cool names on the Rangers. So if you yeah, want to go back and, on a name game, you can find him there. And it is uh, once, once more, Tuio. Natoa, six foot two. No, 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 not at all. And he's probably gonna he's probably gonna be at Hickory to start the season. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see him at uh, Frisco at some point in the season, uh, maybe later on after he logs some innings, innings gets a chance to pitch in some back end uh, situations for Hickory, and uh, he'll keep moving. He'll keep moving on if he's not at. Uh, if he's not at Frisco this year, he'll start the season there next year. So he's just going to you know, keep moving. And if he keeps throwing, you know, 95, 96, 97, he's going he's gonna to continue to move. And uh, there's a lot to like about him. And, uh, you know, uh, and, and it all starts with just the name. And that's Anthony Hoopy Tuio Natoa. Oh, I got, it. I got it. I got it. And you know, um, now now that I've actually got got the got it straight and have him pulled up, uh, so he looks like a guy coming out of the bullpen. Uh, not terrible with his walk ratio. Great strikeout ratio. Uh, honestly, really promising prospect, man. Like right. I, I, we need bullpen guys. Like I think sometimes we, we always talk about how these starting pitchers don't work out. And then they well, end up and, in the bullpen. And but at twenty two, well, but sometimes you need a guy that is is a bullpen guy. You have to, these guys are so important right now. Yeah, so I, I'm excited and, to see that that we have a guy developing like that. What I was going to say at twenty two, he's got that right now. He can start moving. You know what I'm saying? Like he can he can start moving in this in this system, and you may see him in the next two years at twenty five. 23 or 20 or 24 or 25, but uh, probably this next guy you may see this year. Okay. Well, the next guy is a uh, six foot tall, 170 pound, 170 pound pitcher, uh, 24 years old. Looks like he's going to be at triple a, but with an eye towards uh, getting that major league call up because he is a reliever. And we definitely uh, are probably going to see a lot of these guys get some innings uh, in relief as the Rangers try to keep their pitching staff fresh uh, throughout the year. We saw how much of an issue that was last year, and hopefully they take a little different approach this year. But this is going to be Chase Lee, 24 years old. Looks like we drafted him uh, in the sixth round. Yeah, he's a sixth rounder. 
Um, 164th overall, he was a University of Alabama mm, product. There's there's the Alabama guy. Okay. And, uh, you know, he kind of they, – they drafted him in 2021. They sent him to the complex. And after okay. one game at the complex and uh, striking out the three batters that he faced, he got uh, sent to uh, round uh, Frisco. And now okay. uh, real quick with him. He's one of those, uh, what do you call that, like a sidewinder, a, 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 a sidearm delivery, real submariner. low, submarine, submariner, knuckle dragger, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> he's one of those guys that uh, he throws from a really weird position, but he strikes guys out. And, uh, you know, last year at Double um, A AA and Triple A, you know, he, he, he got he got strikeouts. He um he was striking out eleven, twelve per nine, something like that. Mm-hmm. Almost twelve almost twelve per nine at uh at Round Rock. So he's one of those guys, um he doesn't walk a ton of guys, he doesn't give up a lot of home runs, and uh, you know, as long as he can keep things as long as he can keep things under control and get his and, and work that zone with his uh with his weird delivery, he, he's, he's going to probably probably make it to the big leagues at some point this year. I, I would think that that would be my opinion. Is at some point, you know, he, he struggled a little bit last year at AAA, but um, I would expect him to start the year at AAA again this year, and I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be too shocked if you, we see him in the big leagues this year because, like I said, you know, he gets almost almost twelve strikeouts per nine. And, uh, you know, it was like, like if he can keep the ball in the ballpark and he can get things under control at AAA, he may get a chance. we may get a chance to see him at the big league level this year. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's not like it's a big deal. It's not like it's the biggest deal in the world if we don't. This is going to be his 24 year. So, you know, it's not the biggest deal in the world if he pitches all year at, uh, in the Pacific Coast League out of the bullpen for the, uh, the Express um, but uh, I could see him being a, a big leaguer at some point this year. Yeah, and I mean, I think there at some point I tried to make a a Jeff Nelson uh, comparison. Maybe maybe now would be the time for something of that nature. A guy uh, like this can hang around. A guy like this can hang around. Maybe you know uh, the comparison that I would maybe make would be uh, um, uh, O'Day. Okay, Darren, Darren O'Day. O'Day, yeah, like a, a not a big guy because Jeff. Yeah, he's not six six eight. Yeah, Jeff Nelson was like six, six seven. Yeah, he was a big yeah. monster of a man. So, yeah, you know, I mean, but I think uh, maybe Darren O'Day might be a more appropriate. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, and and I like to use the term for these guys squirrely. So so not quite as squirrely as Jeff Nelson, but. Darren O'Day squirrely. So yeah, and well, and Darren O'Day hung around the big leagues and may still be in the big leagues for all I know. And then, dude, Jeez, he looks like he is. Yeah, like he just hangs 2022 around. With, yeah. with Atlanta. I mean, yeah, I mean, he just hangs around. He just hangs yeah. around the big leagues. Well, let's talk about the next guy on the list. Um, okay. Actually, before we do that, let's just give a quick shout out to our partner and sponsor, um, Texas Roughhouse Wrestling, uh, and they are partnering up with. Matt War Pro on March 31st for a professional wrestling live event. Trouble on the Trinity. Trouble on the Trinity at Martin House Brewery. Uh, 
exciting, exciting weekend for the, as wrestling fans might know, the uh, WrestleMania weekend. The everyday people just know it as March 31st. But uh, it's going to be a big weekend. It's going to be a, a fun night for wrestling. Uh, you know, Martin House Brewery is developing quite the reputation in the greater Fort Worth area as being a great place to go hang out and have a drink. And so, uh, yeah, we're just really uh, thankful for uh, their uh, partnership with this show. We want to see a huge turnout for their event. And as the event comes along, we might have updates for you as we go. I do believe the Trinity Heritage Champion will be crowned that night. That is um, correct. And it will have a yeah. tournament. And I believe that I will be participating in said tournament. We might have the Trinity Heritage Champion on our show uh, come April 1st, guys. So just 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 hang tight for that. Come out and see us. Talks in Texas Rangers baseball with the boys at Martin House Brewery and Fort Matt were pro wrestling on March 31st. Um, moving right along, we are going to talk about a gentleman who is is six foot five, so this is a big big boy, yeah, two hundred and forty two pounds. Outfielder, only twenty years old. What are they feeding this guy? Um, a gentleman by the name of Bayron Laura. I, I'm 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 not too familiar with this guy's name, uh, and we haven't talked about it too much at all. So this is pretty exciting. Bull, come on, do no, your thing. Uh... Bayron Laura is um, part of, we've talked about uh, Maximo Acosta. Um, he, was, he was also part of that international signing group. Um, he, they slow rolled him a little bit, and I think he struggled a little bit in game action. But mm-hmm. as a prospect with, with great raw power, um, good speed, and a pretty good outfielder overall, I think that he's going to develop. And you know where? Whereas maybe he's not getting a ton of a uh, ton of hits right now. His mm-hmm. his walk percentage is 25, 24 and a wow. half. Yeah, four thirteen uh, you know, on the, base. The problem <laughs> is, is his strikeout percentage is thirty seven point two. So he's going to just have to develop at the plate. I think that uh, you know, if nothing else, this year he'll he'll be at the complex. I wouldn't be shocked if this is the year they send him to to down east and, and let him play a full season of baseball. But uh, no guarantees on that. And, you know, he's just a young guy that it's going to take some time to develop him, but he's got uh, he's got something. He's got Where a little something. Where do they get these guys? And, uh, I mean, you know, and, uh, sorry, but looking at his numbers, just to, just to chime in real quick. So 15 of his 17 hits in 2021 were extra base hits. 15. Mm-hmm. He only hit two two of his 17 – I mean, sorry, sorry, take that back. 15 of his 32 hits were extra base hits. He only had 17 singles. So almost half of the balls that he hit uh, as base hits were, were loose finding the gap. Yeah, yeah and, and a guy that's got a 218 batting average but a 413 on base percentage – Again, yeah. you don't, you just you know, don't see these guys very often, you, man. You talk, and I think that as he develops as a ball player, things are going to even out more for him, and he'll probably slug more, and his on base percentage will dip a little bit. But um, when mm-hmm. it comes down to it, I think he's one of those guys that if he plays full season baseball this year, he may struggle a little bit, but it may not be bad for him to struggle a little bit this year if, if he plays it down east question about this guy um just a couple questions he's really intriguing to me um i i don't see any uh talk about his arm he's an outfielder big boy does 
What is, do you know? Do you have any in, information or an inside info on maybe what kind of arm this guy's got? Um, from all indications and everything that I've read from some of the guys that uh, that do that that when he when he was first signed and uh-huh. <coughs> when he was first signed, um, they they compared him arm wise to like no more Mazzara. Okay. So. Not a great arm, but not a bad arm. A, a big enough arm to play right field. Well, and I do have one more thing I have to say. Uh, if Bayer and Laura uh, happens to listen to our show, um, is brother, keep your nose clean. Looks like he had a suspension Yeah, yeah. Uh, for off-the-field behavior. You know, young guy, but hey, let's keep your nose clean because, you know, when you got a body yeah, like Juan Gonzalez, uh, <laughs> you know – yeah, figure it's it out just, a little bit, right? Because he's uh, yeah, man. There's, he, there's a lot to be liked. Guys. A liked on a guy like this. Yeah, I mean, 20 years old and 242 at six five. That's a that's something. That's a that's a different kind of kid right there. So, uh, so not to be labor uh, on on a, such a uh, intriguing prospect. The next guy we're actually pretty familiar with. Somebody that we've kind of touched on here and there, and a guy that you know, is pretty close to um, getting his getting his uh, his feet wet in the major leagues. A six foot, hundred ninety pound, hundred ninety six pound shortstop. Uh, looks like I don't have his age, but I'm sure it won't be hard to find. Nope, I got it. Twenty three years 23. old. Twenty three. Twenty three. Will be at Triple A this year. Uh, pretty familiar name to the show, and another cool name, uh, Jonathan Ornelas. Yeah, guy that got put on the forty man roster in December. Um, okay. um, he was, he's 22 year old, right-handed shortstop. Um, but yeah. he kind of, he's one of those guys that if you remember correctly, when we talked about him on his, on the 40 man, he seems like one of those guys that may be able to sneak through mm-hmm. a whole season playing on someone's team because he's efficient enough at three or four positions to where you can, you can use him to spell guys. Uh, for a day here and there, and use him twice a week, and justify keeping him on the on the on the major league rotation. Or you think he's a guy that might? Team. And do you think he might be kind of a, you know, I don't know if you want to say insurance policy, or maybe an alternative option to maybe Josh Smith, if maybe Josh Smith's bat doesn't come around the way the Rangers are hoping. Uh, this guy does have a little bit of power, has some speed. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's a little bit. I don't think he's as plate disciplined as uh-huh. as Josh Smith. I think he um, he slugs a little bit more than Josh Smith, and that's kind of developed over the last couple of years. So he's getting a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, um, and he slugs a little bit more. And he definitely slugged a little bit more last year. His uh his slash was pretty good last year at two ninety nine, three sixty, and four twenty five. Which that's what. Uh, mm-hmm. 85, so a 785 um, on base plus slug. That's that's pretty good for a guy that, uh, you know, you're looking at as a utility out or a utility guy. So, you know, he's one yeah. of those dudes that, I mean, he's a dude. He's going to play big league baseball. It may not be here, and it may be here. It may, you know, I mean, you know, like I think we're at this spot now with this team where we're going to learn more about this team at the trade deadline that we're going to learn about it going into the season or at least until spring training 
because I think that like we're going to find out where they're at during the first part of the season, and then you're going to know what they're going to do with this prospect closer to August when, or closer to the end of July when the trade deadline rolls around, and then we'll yeah, kind of and, see who's here from there. And and also too, uh, just to one more chime in on him, just a run producer as well. Eighty-four yeah. runs scored, sixty-four runs batted in a guy. That yeah, he, he creates. He creates runs, and that's I mean that that's something that you're looking for in the big leagues now. And we've talked about that, you know. I mean, he's he's a run creator, and he's a he's a guy that uh, you know when you adjust that run creation for for uh, the ballparks, you know, he's he, he it would be more. So you know, I mean, he's one of those guys, and then it's almost twenty twenty higher, twenty runs higher, so. You know, I like Jonathan Ornelas. I think that uh, there was a reason why they put him on the 40 man this year. And because, you know, they were willing to lose a couple of guys to the 40 man this year, or I mean, uh, at least one. And we'll see what happens with him come spring training. But, but uh, Ornelas is a guy that they coveted enough to put on that, that uh, 40 man. Well, and so just moving along to our final guy here, and we might want to wrap it up after that. Um, yeah, definitely. We're six foot, six foot, one eighty five outfielder. Um, don't have an age on him over here, but that, I'm sure we'll we'll get it here in a second. Uh, Going to be starting out at, at high A Hickory. Uh, that's Alexand- Alejandro Osuna, um, yeah. outfielder. Yeah, Alejandro Osuna. He's a uh, he's a brother of former Blue Jay slash. Uh, Astro pitcher, I want to say Roberto Ozuna was his name. Um, okay. And he um, he's just he's another one of those kids in the line of uh, uh, you know Morabel and and Gutierrez. He's a young guy that um, he doesn't have quite the makeup that those guys have, but he understands that you know you walk and you get on base and you you know that that helps you. I mean he. Up until this year, he had normally gotten on at a higher clip, um, mm-hmm. or a hundred point higher clip, or close to it. Um, this year, it was down a little bit, but it was also his for, first, uh, you know, his first full season um, playing pro ball this year. So we'll see. He got a promotion after a really good, solid um, most of the year at Down East. And uh, he didn't play as well when he got moved up to Hickory, but he was still creating runs. And uh, you know, uh, he's he's a pretty good player. I think uh, I think a full year at Hickory this year, or at least uh, three quarters of the year early on, his numbers will be a lot better than they were last year at the end of the season. And uh, maybe expect him to be closer to that three ninety four, four fifty one that he uh, mm-hmm. slashed at uh, down east so um you know there's a lot to be excited about with him he's a uh, uh you know just another one of those long line of guys that they've that they're developing that uh in the outfield that uh, i'm starting to dig on and, and enjoy digging into those guys and finding out a little bit more um and alejandro osuna is another one of those guys that uh, hickory is going to have a good crop this year just like Frisco, just like Round Rock, just like Down East. So it'll be uh, it'll be exciting to see where these guys line up on this uh, next forty list. Well, 
I'm gonna go ahead and take the uh, take the honors of closing us down. We've gone a little long today. Not, nothing nothing terrible. Not that you guys don't love us, uh, but we are uh, going to be back. We're taking off tomorrow, but we will be back on Thursday to give you our last uh, crop of guys that we're going to be uh, ranking on Friday with our next twenty Texas Rangers. <clears throat> pos- uh, sorry, Texas Rangers prospects sorry about that um so i i along with uh, gonna speak for my buddy manimal and say uh, thank you everybody for listening we appreciate you guys it has been a pleasure and we will see you guys on thursday this is texas rangers with the boys signing out